Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. And a very good Wednesday morning to Marlins Nation. Thanks for rewinding with us, Stephen Strom here. Marlins lose to the Blue Jays 2-0. As always, for the recap, here's your radio voice of the Miami Marlins, Kyle Seeloff. Come to an end here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Blue Jays win this ball game by a final score of 2-0. It was a terrific pitcher's duel here at Lone Depot Park tonight. Uh, Marlins fought, and they scratched and clawed till the very end. Uh, just too much from the Blue Jays pitching staff here tonight. They were very, very good, so... Uh, what do you got to do? Got to turn the page, see if the Marlins can uh, win this series tomorrow. Rubber match at 12-10 when Sandy Alcantara takes the mound. Got to feel good about that, even given the way that things have gone for Sandy this season. You know, this is the 10th inning show with Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Nelly, as I take a look at this ball game tonight, it, 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 it's it's hard to find the bad. I mean, there was a lot of good. It's, it's It was a really good, well-played baseball game. It was a pitcher's duel, and sometimes you just got to tip your cap to the other team. Exactly. I agree with you totally. You know, you can't really say much about the way the Marlins went about this game. You know, they shut down the Blue Jays offense all the way till the eighth inning. Just a couple mislocated sliders from Scott that they scored uh, there, those two runs. But other than that, a great job. And Yuri just came out again and dominated two outings in a row that he's pitched six innings, six shutout. He struck out nine, a career high, and only 80 pitches. And that's pretty incredible to do that in 80 pitches. Yeah. Floral came in, did a nice job. Shagwa did a nice job. But you look on the other side, they just pitched just a little yep. bit better. But the Marlins shut down the Blue Jays' offense. So you're right. You really can't pick a spot in this game where you say, oh, you know what, if they would have done this, they would have won the game. Yeah, not a whole lot to dwell on, honestly. I mean, the Marlins back into the bullpen has been great this season. And a couple of broken bats there in the top of the eighth inning for the Blue Jays. They score a couple of runs off Tanner Scott, who I thought was a little shaky tonight. But, uh, you know, not a whole lot you can do there in the eighth either. No, and in the, even in the bottom of the eighth, the Marlins had first and third. You had Sanchez. You felt pretty good about that at bat, maybe even to get a run. It was a high chopper from Sanchez, and the Blue Jays were just able to turn it. And yeah. really nice play by Guerrero, the first baseman, to come off the bag. But, I mean, to dive up the line and keep his foot on the back for that inning, any double play. But, you know, the Marlins had some chances, yep. especially late in the ball game. But, you know, and they shut down Arise, only got that one hit. But, you know, it was just a well-pitched game on both sides. And we've got ourselves a rubber match at 12 o'clock, high noon tomorrow afternoon. And thinking about that ball game, Nelly, and just looking ahead a little bit for a second. You know, Sandy Alcantara has struggled all season long, but boy, what a terrific opportunity to get right. We talked two days ago, or last night now, about the schedule getting tougher from last night through the end of the regular season. 
You've got a rubber match tomorrow. You've got your ace on the mound. Put another win in the bag. It would be a great time for Sandy to get right. It is, and you, you hope that he comes out strong in the first couple innings because everything when he has struggled has been up in the zone. His last outing against the Nationals have been up. His changeup has been up. It's not been as sharp. The slider hasn't been as sharp. He's basically thrown maybe, what, two good outings this year yep. that shut out against Minnesota and then the outing on the road against the White Sox where he went seven innings and did an outstanding job, only gave up the one run. He's very frustrated. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he won the Cy Young Award, and I think he has a lot of pride in, his, in the way he goes about his business and what he does on the mound, and it just hasn't gone his way. Now, the Blue Jays will do everything they can to expose the running game. You know, they'll be very patient with them, and they will capitalize on some pitches up. But you're right. He's the ace. And, you know, even though he has struggled, you still go and you, you still say, okay, Sandy's out on the mound. Okay, hey, you got a great shot of winning a series right here. I mean, regardless of what he's done, you know, his previous starts, you're, you're saying, okay, hey, this is going to be Sandy until he goes out and, and – and doesn't do very well. So you hope for his sake. He knows it's a big game. He knows that his team's relying on him. You just hope that the mental part doesn't really get to him that much that he goes out and says, you know what, here it is. You know, I'm just letting it go. And you know what, you're going to have to hit me. Here you go. It's been a struggle this season, but you always feel good when Sandy Alcantara takes the mound. He'll do so at 12 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Nelly, always fun, and uh, let's do it again in a couple of hours. Absolutely. 12, 12, 10. 12, 10. Wow, an early that? one. Camp day. Sleep fast. Oh, yeah. We'll keep the windows closed here until about noon. Uh, that's Jeff Nelson. I'm Kyle Seeloff. Highlights from this ballgame tonight. Talking about a terrific pitcher's duel. Yusei Kikuchi went the first six. So, too, did Yuri Perez, who established a new career high with nine strikeouts tonight. No runs, six hits, or uh, no runs, three hits, and six innings of work for Yuri Perez. This ballgame was scoreless through six when both starting pitchers left the game. Neither one would receive a decision tonight. Dylan Floro tossed a scoreless seventh. Yimmy Garcia tossed a scoreless bottom of the seventh for the Toronto Blue Jays. We went to the top of the eighth game, uh, top of the eighth inning in this ball game tonight. Tanner Scott in for Miami. He struck out Danny Jansen for out number one. And then Espinal, the pinch hitter, doubled down the left field line with one out, and that put him in scoring position with one out for the pinch hitter Clement for Toronto. And the 0-2 pitch is dunked into center field. The rise on the run, not going to get it. Espinal hits the bag at third. Throw comes in towards the plate, not in time. Throw to second, not in time. Everybody swaps places for the Blue Jays here in the top of the eighth inning, and they have taken a 1-0 lead off of Tanner Scott in Miami. Ernie Clement gave the Blue Jays a 1-0 lead, and then George Springer would follow, and he extended it. He swings. It's a broken bat out towards short. It's over the head of Amaya out into left field. It's a base knock for Springer. That's going to chase Clement home, and the Blue Jays have a 2-0 lead. And that was all they would need in this ball game tonight. J.T. Shagwa tossed a scoreless ninth. Marlins threatened off Tim Meza in the bottom of the eighth inning, first and third with one out. Meza came into the ball game to face Jesus Sanchez. He wrapped into a 5-4-3 inning ending double play. So as mentioned, Shagwa, who actually got the final out in the eighth, tossed a scoreless ninth, worked around a two-out walk. Jordan Romano, the Blue Jays' closer, came into the ball game here in the bottom of the ninth inning tonight for Toronto. First man he faced was Luis Arise. He finished his night one for four. He laced a ball to left field, but... The Blue Jays taking some chances had Merrifield played really, really far in in left field and towards the line. 
right where Arise stung the baseball for out number one in the bottom of the ninth inning. Jorge Soler then thought he connected on his team-leading 22nd home run of the season, fell just short. Dalton Varsho made a sensational catch in center field for out number two. And after a two-out double by De La Cruz that was roped down the left field line, the final hope for the Marlins tonight was their first baseman, Yuli Gurriel. His rifle towards the gap, right center field. Varsho's on the run, still going. He makes the catch, and the ball game is over. Some sensational defense by the Toronto Blue Jays here tonight. That's a terrific grab by Dalton Varsho, and that snaps a Marlins five-game winning streak here tonight. Blue Jays win it 2-0. Now, Blue Jays came in struggling, having lost seven of their last ten. Marlins were trying to hand them their fourth consecutive series loss tonight. That's on ice until tomorrow afternoon when Sandy Alcantara takes the mound for Miami. So for the Miami Marlins tonight, no run, six hits, one error, four men left on base, and in defeat, Marlins are back to ten games over 500 at 42 and 32 now this season. And with the victory for Toronto, two runs, seven hits, no errors, and five men left on base. Winning pitcher tonight is the former Marlin, Yimmy Garcia. After the Blue Jays got two for him in the top of the eighth, Tanner Scott, the loser, he falls to four and two, while Jordan Romano collects his 21st save of the season for the Blue Jays here tonight. Total time of game here at Lone Depot Park this evening was two hours and 27 minutes in front of 9,809 inside the air-conditioned comfort of Lone Depot Park here tonight. Miami tonight shut out for the fourth time this season. So the Blue Jays improved to 40 and 35. Marlins are back to 42 and 32. For the Miami Marlins pitching staff tonight, just a really good night of work. There's only so much you can do. They struck out 16 tonight, and that means that $375 will be donated to AutoNation's Drive Pink Initiative to fight against cancer for every strikeout this season. 25 bucks will be donated to the Drive Pink Initiative. Okay, Kyle, thank you very much. Let's head down and listen to what Skip Schumacher had to say following the 2-0 loss to the Blue Jays and the five-game win streak snapped for the Marlins. We'll start with Eudy just you spoke before the game about how he's continued to develop attacking hitters. How would you evaluate the way he attacked the Blue Jays here tonight? Maybe the best start of his career. Uh, Changeup was gross. The slider was good. Fastball on the attack. First pitch strikes. Making really good hitters. Um, you know, not look great today. Was it was just uh, for a twenty-year-old to do that? It's just. Uh, kind of blows my mind. I know we're, we talk about a rise all the time, but for what this kid is doing against one of the better lineups in the league, it was uh, really impressive to watch. What's impressed you most about the way he's able to learn in these eight starts, which everyone just seems to get better, and he already started very good? It's a credit to our pitching staff, um, the players around him, always trying to get better. He's not content with you know just being in the big leagues. He wants to be one of the better ones um, in the league, and the way he's going about it, I mean, he, he might be one day. Um, it's just, uh, you know, I, we heard all about him, or I heard all about him. I guess I didn't really know him coming into this job. And now that I see what all the hype is all about it, I get it. Um, because you get there's a lot of prospects that are hyped and, uh, you know, never really pan out at the big league level. This kid is the real deal. Um, it's just too bad we couldn't push a couple runs across for him. That being said, Kikuchi on the flip side, only able to hold you, able to hold you guys to two hits. What was he doing that, that made it so challenging to get something going? Yeah, we chased the fastball at the top of the zone maybe a couple, two time, uh, a couple times too much, but I thought we hit the ball actually pretty well. But he was, he was good. I mean, his slider was working. He had the curveball um, that was throwing for strikes. Struck us out on a couple 3-2 counts. Um, but, yeah, he kept us off balance and um, thought, you know, he was he was really good tonight and um, 
you know, just, again, kept us off balance. I thought the fastball was what beat us tonight. How much do you think Toronto's defense, especially in outfield, played a role too? Who's defense? I'm sorry. Toronto's outfield defense, especially. Yeah, one of the better defensive, not the best defense in the league. Um, you know, Kiermaier feels like he's diving all over the place and getting everything. And um, whoever they put out there, you know, with Springer and, again, Merrifield last night, they just they have a good group of guys. Varsho's really good. Center fielder playing left field. Um, yeah, so, you know, they positioned us really good. And then, you know, they ran down some balls, even – um, yeah, Clement, I think, was in the outfield. Who was in the center field, the last one? Farcho was in the outfield, the center field, yeah. So, yeah, some excellent uh, defense, uh, unfortunately. The Ari only really got in trouble that one time with the guy in third and then immediately strikes out Jansen on three pitches. Is like the mental aspect of his game really advanced for, for a 20-year-old, too, the ability to kind of bounce back from a, a moment like that that well? Yeah, kind of a misplay by Hampson in the outfield um, that turned into a triple. We had to play infield in, and he knew, you know, he knew he needed a punch out right there. And all all his pitches were just, you know, electric tonight. Um, and you know, got a really good hitter out in Jansen. And um, again, like the 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 kid is growing up before our eyes, and he's still twenty. I mean, it's just what's it what's it going to look like in like three or four years? It blows <laughs> my mind. Um, but yeah, it's just. Um, he just continues to get better and better mentally and physically. His current stretch to start his career it hasn't been done basically since uh, Dwight Gooden and Fernando Valenzuela. What does that tell you about him? Yeah, I believe that. I mean, it's just you just don't see this ever um, at, at 20 years old. And those are some pretty good names. I mean, I, I grew up watching those guys, um, and they're pretty special. So, yeah, it's good company to be in. What was the cat and mouse game uh, with – uh, pinch hitting with Sanchez, probably knowing they might go with the lefty. Just what goes into the thought process for you there, knowing you know that chess match kind of thing. Yeah, Wendell was um, had a bats against Swanson before, one for two. Um, I thought that that made more sense right there uh, to get some more traffic, and um, I knew there's a potential that you're going to be Romano or, or the lefty they brought in. They brought in the lefty. Sanchez has hit lefties. So, um, you know, I felt okay with that. And, um, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. And, um, you know, they made a good move. I'm just curious, too, then. There was a fly out, I think, Kiermaier ends up catching it, but him and Springer were close. Forte's at second. Is that a play you'd like him to try to tag up? Or you with one him? out? No, it's um, Maya. Is, is that the one you're talking about? Maya yes. hitting? Yeah, with one out, no, that's, that's not the – I mean – if he sees him underneath it right away, then that makes sense. But when you see him going back on the ball right there, then you want to be halfway. Um, you want to be as far out as you can to maybe score if it does fall in. But as soon as you see him camped, then maybe you can, you know, go back and tag up and go. Um, but yeah, I mean, no outs, hundred percent. Yeah. There's another great start by Yuri Perez. Let's hear what he had to say following his sensational start against the Blue Jays. Eldi. Skip said he thinks this was your best outing yet. Just how do you, how do you feel about this outing, and how do you continue to go out there and seem to get better and better every time? Skip Skip commented that this was one of your best outings for now. Este y eso es cómo cómo tú te mantienes mejorándote este cada salida. Primeramente le doy la gracia a Dios. Sí, fue una de las mejores salidas trabajando para seguir mejorando cada día, eh, mantenerme en la zona, hacer buenos picheos y nada, mantenerme saludable para pa el siguiente inning. Eso es lo que estoy haciendo ahora. Yeah, gotta thank God first of all. Uh, trying to stay in the strike zone, trying to uh, stay ahead of the count all the time, uh, working hard. 
uh, staying healthy out there every outing, every every inning. Uh, that's what I'm trying to secure. Another career high, nine strikeouts, and after that ninth one against Springer, you showed a lot of emotion. Where did that emotion come from? Sí, las nueve ponches que hiciste, este máximo en tu carrera, este vimos algo de emoción ahí. ¿De dónde salió esa emoción que que demostraste? Ah, uh, no. Eh, estaba muy emocionado porque estaba haciendo buen trabajo eh, me estaba manteniendo en la zona los picheos estaban funcionando muy bien eh, los muchachos jugaron muy bien la defensiva eh, me sentía súper bien y nada me sentía emocionado y eso fue eso fue estaba bien yeah, I was feeling great you know I was attacking the zone pitches were working well I was throwing a, a really good game. Uh, the guys did a great job too. Defensively, they did a great, um, amazing job from all the guys. So I was feeling excited because, uh, you know, things were coming out uh, right. How much credit do you give to Nick Fortes, especially with um, mixing it up and keeping those Blue Jay hitters off balance? Sí, o sea, que tanto crédito le das a Nick Fortes, ya que este. Estuvo manteniendo a todos esos esa fuera de balance, ¿no? A todos esos bateadores. No, no, no. Eh, mucho crédito para él. Y agradecido porque me ayuda mucho con los picheos. Eh, él también elige los picheos. Yo algunas veces. So, él está haciendo buen trabajo ahí atrás. Me está ayudando con, con viendo los bateadores en qué picheos se ven lentos, cuáles son agresivos. Y nada, estamos haciendo buen trabajo y estamos llevando el juego muy bien. Yeah, I give him a ton of credit. Uh, the, 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 the work that he's putting behind the plate is actually amazing. Uh, we, uh, he, make, he calls great pitches. I call sometimes some pitches, but uh, we're, we're on the same page. You know, he, he, he knows who's, who's swinging ahead, who who's has a slower swing, or who's slowing up the plate. So uh, we're still on the same page, and, and we communicate very well. Through eight starts in your career, are you living up to maybe your expectations, surpassing them? You know, how, how has it matched up so far? Sí, ya son ocho salidas que tienes. ¿Tú crees que estás viviendo lo que fueron tu, tus expectativas o estás sobrepasando esas expectativas que ya, ya tenías? No, no, eh, la estoy viviendo porque eso fue, para eso porque trabajamos y eso es lo que se quiere. Eh, yo estoy aquí para ganar juegos y para hacer un buen trabajo y eso es lo que está, estoy haciendo. Y nada, yo estoy tratando de hacer lo mismo que estaba haciendo en la Liga Menor, tratar de llevarlo aquí también, y nada, el mismo juego. Yeah, just, uh, I'm leaving those expectations right now. I'm very happy I'm here to help the team and, and win games, and that's what, what we're doing. Uh, I think it's, uh, I have to keep doing what I'm doing. Uh, uh, same things uh, as I was doing in, during the minor league outings, and it seems to be the same game, and got to continue that. But the, the runner on third? less than two outs just I assume you know you're looking for a strikeout just is that you calling pitches is it Nick is it a combo and just how does your mindset change like being more aggressive hey I need this strikeout rather than contact si corre corredor en tercera que no había menos no había dado este te pusiste en modo ponche o sea que 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 como tuvo las llamadas las hacía Nick las hacías tú una combinación de ambos ah En el segundo bateador, eh, la, la última llamada para el ponche fui yo. Él me estaba pidiendo reta y yo no, no reta, no. Vamos a tirarla Y sí, sí, hicimos buen trabajo ahí. Eh, él se llevó de mí en ese momento y salió, salió bueno. Yeah, on the, on the second batter, you know, that strikeout, uh, I called the last pitch. Uh, he, he was asking me for fastball. I was like, no, I shake him off and uh, went with slider, uh, strike him out. 
Uh, but um, yeah, that was a pretty much like that combination of work that we've been doing. All right, we're right back at it today. A 12-10 first pitch from Lone Depot Park, which means I've got Marlins on deck at 1140. Wake up with me, have some coffee, and join me on Marlins on deck as I get you ready for first pitch at 12-10. Sandy Alcantara takes the bump as always. Thanks for whining with us. Let's flip the M together, Miami. This is the Marlins Radio Network, driven by AutoNation.